Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Do you struggle to know what financial goals to set for yourself? Or maybe if you do set them, you find that you can just never meet them. Well, today I'm joined by Farian Azim, a financial educator, wealth and business coach, and Farian helps women to learn how to overcome money fears, release money blocks, and build businesses and lives that they love. Having operated a multi-award winning mortgage broking and financial advice business for the past two decades, Farron has worked with thousands of people to help them achieve their financial and their business goals. In this episode, she shares her top tips and strategies for achieving financial success, whatever that looks like for you. But first, if you haven't already, make sure you enter my first podcast birthday giveaway. I want to say a huge thank you for listening, supporting, telling your friends, sharing, rating and reviewing over this past year of running The Emily Austin Show. So I'm giving away a 12-month membership to my online program and coaching group, The Modern Marketing Collective, valued at $2,000. And this is where you'll learn how to turn social media into your business superpower, create content that connects with your ideal customers, sell more of your amazing creations and ultimately make more money doing the work that you love. Plus, I also have a beautiful entrepreneurial pick-me-up goodie box filled with all my favorite sweets and treats from Afternoon Pick-Me-Up. So to enter, all you need to do is write a written review on the podcast. And if you've done this already, you're automatically in the draw. So how do you do this? Well, make sure that you're just looking at the Emily Osmond Show in Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down all those episodes until you see a section called Ratings and Reviews. Then tap the little bit of text that says write a review and write yours there. Plus, make sure you include your business name or your Instagram handle so I can find you if you are the winner. The competition is running until midnight Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 27th of July and the winner will be randomly selected and announced on this podcast and on social media plus notified via their website or social media. So get entering and good luck. Now let's get into this episode. Well, Farian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Emily. Oh, so excited to sit down and chat with you. As you know, I love to start off by asking guests, is there anything that you might be listening to, watching or reading right now? Well, I actually like to listen to um, podcasts while I'm getting ready in the morning. And um, the ones I know it probably sounds really crazy, but I listen to his business podcasts. I love your one. I love um, Her Empire Builder. I listen to um, Brand Builders and a couple of other membership ones in there. Yeah, so that's what I listen to. And are you watching anything or reading anything? I'm reading my leadership textbook because I'm actually completing my MBA. So as much as I love to sit down with a good book, and I think I'll be able to do that like till Christmas because I've got these lovely textbooks to read. But I am also obsessed with watching uh, Dynasty on Netflix. Bit of a mixture in there. The very lighthearted and the pretty heavy uh, work stuff too. Well, Farian, for those that don't know you, who are you and what do you do? 
Well, I'm Farine Azeem. I'm a financial educator, a business mentor, and a wealth coach. I've been in the finance industry for over 20 years. I started my career in finance when I was just 19 years old. And when I was 25, I started my first business in mortgage brokering. Uh, a few years later, my husband actually joined me in that business. So actually it was about a year later, I think. And we created a full financial services business by adding financial planning and car loans and equipment finance. So we had this one-stop finance shop that we have. So I'm actually a licensed financial advisor as well, but I try not to do too much of that these days because I'm doing all these other fun things. And over the time, you know, we've always dabbled in a few other businesses here and there, but money and finance seem to be our thing. And um, these days, my husband runs my, our main business. Um, while I concentrate on empowering women to overcome their limiting beliefs and fears and create businesses that they love and um, create their dream revenue. Mm, and you've got some pretty exciting things coming up with that, a new mastermind and all that type of thing, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, you also have a couple of gorgeous boys. I have three beautiful boys. Uh, my eldest is a 24. He's actually in demolition. My middle one is uh, 20 and he's into agriculture. So we're, we're, we live on a farm. So in, in Sydney, we live on a farm. I know that sounds funny. But, and my little one's still at school and he's 14. But we are a farm family, city family. <laughs> So it's quite funny. We have animals. At the moment, it's actually um, lamb season. So every day I've got, as my kids say, new grandchildren being born. Oh, my gosh. So fun. Such a great mix too, isn't it? Like right near the city, but you've got some a bit of land there as well. That's awesome. No, it's lovely. So, Farron, you, you, you've kind of uh, hinted a little bit about the work. I guess you're moving away a little bit from the work you have been doing into really where your passion lies in the, in the money world, helping women really earn more than they think, set financial goals and turn those into a reality as well. So I wanted to start by asking you about why you think having financial goals is so important. So I've always been a big goal setter and I think it's so important to set financial goals because it gives you something to work towards. So I set life goals, I set financial goals. And when you actually have money goals, your money has a purpose. So when you earn money, you know, well, yes, you have to live your everyday today and all that. But if you're building wealth or you're creating a business or whatever you're doing, you know how to diversify and make that money work for you to actually achieve those goals. Mm, okay. It could be hard to do. We're just like, well, what? Like, how much should I actually be aiming for with my goals? Where do I even start with that? And I know some people are like, well, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to be able to achieve them anyway. So they can just feel there's no point setting them. So I wanted to ask, first of all, have there been some of those like money mindset challenges that maybe you've had to overcome yourself or even any that you still seem to struggle with? Well, yes. I mean, we all have, you know, mindset issues and only a few years ago is when I actually really probably broke through those mindset issues and really started to live the life that I love and started to build a life. So, I mean, if we talk about my past, like I mean, I've built quite, uh, you know, with my husband, we've built quite a, a good business. And I always thought that in that business was where I could only earn money and the amount of money that we earn. I never thought there was anything beyond that. But when I stepped out in the big bad world, as I say, <laughs> and started to work through my issues and my fears, I found that there were so many more opportunities out there. And helping, like working through those limiting beliefs and my own money fears of not being able to have enough, I've been able to create a new business that's actually, you know, giving me more than what maybe that business was giving me. So... Very cool. So I guess, and that's like similar to when people maybe cling on to a job that they're like, well, I maybe want to go out on my own, but I just, I don't think it's going to be possible to be able to earn the same amount of money. What, like, where should people perhaps start if that's them? 
that's a big limiting belief we see in a lot of people. They want to um, do things, but they just their fears and their blocks are just stopping them. And I mean, like if you, look, we need you need to earn money. You need to have the day to day. And if you haven't um, accumulated enough money on the side to just be able to say, all right, well, I can stop this for a year. I can just you know work for a year, save enough, and just start this business. Then maybe start it as a side hustle. There's always ways to do things. So it's not that you just need to go into it straight away. Or you know you can always start it in a simpler way and then and then you know do it then absolutely and are there any other uh, blocks that you've seen or real challenges I know that you've worked with hundreds of clients over the years have there been any other that seem to pop up another one of the blocks that I see a lot is that um women especially in business when they do go into business they're not charging enough they're not valuing their time they're not they're like oh it won't well I won't get clients but when you put yourself out there and you tell people what what your uh, charge is people see the value in you if you're good at what you do they will pay for your services and I think that's one of the other big ones when women don't um, you know give themselves enough value because it's, it's that imposter syndrome I think that comes in they're like I'm not good enough you know can I do this can I not do that but when you know working through that and just knowing that yes you can it's not that easy sometimes but once you do it and you do work through those beliefs and those and overcome the money issues especially the fears it can really change your life Oh, absolutely. And it's actually funny. It's a common discussion that I've been having lately around the whole, the pricing side of things. It does seem to be just one of the things that feels the trickiest when we're starting out in business. And it can also be a place that we get stuck because we just think, oh, I couldn't possibly charge more or I wouldn't pay more for that or all these different things. So Farin, I'd love to ask you, we, we mentioned goals and I'd love your help here. I know this is something that you help your clients with a lot. Like how on earth do we figure out what those financial goals should be? What do you suggest for that? And then also figuring out like getting clear on the why or the purpose behind those goals too. So when I've always created business goals or financial goals, sorry, and I've helped other people do it, I'm a more of a whole number person. So I like to do look at things in a whole year. So whether you need to, you know, you're like, okay, well, I have a mortgage, I have these other debts, or I have, you know, what is your living expenses and working out what is the amount of money you need. And then saying, okay, well, I want to earn $100,000 a year or $250,000 a year or half a million dollars a year or a million dollars a year. Whatever it is, you need to have a number. A number is really, really important. So you've got something that you're actually aspiring and working towards. And no, it might not happen in your first year, but over time, as you build that business, you will get there. So it's about working on that whole number. Then I, of course, break it down down into quarter and then monthly amount. So say we're still on that $100,000 goal, we'll break it down. So it's about $8,500 a month that you want to earn. So Whatever your number is, it's got to make you happy. And you've got to know that if I earn that amount of money per month, it's going to cover all my expenses and allow me to live the life that I want to live, right? Then I break it down even further to say, well, we all don't just have one product. You have many different things like products. and stuff. So when you look at it as a whole, it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to come up with eight and a half thousand dollars a month? How am I going to earn that? But when you break it down into all the little different products, services or whatever you do, it's not that hard. It's like, well, I have to sell five of this or 10 of that or whatever it is. And you break it down. It just makes life so much more simpler to do that. And I also really believe in, and I know you agree with this too, Emily, is having a reoccurring source of income. So you build something in business that it keeps giving you without having to do all these major launches and all the hard work and everyday selling. You're speaking my language. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I learned this very early on in business. So, you know, we've always done that. So business is, goes ups and downs. We all, went, all know that. But having that reoccurring source of income always allows you to have this base income that you always have working towards your financial goal. Mm, makes such a difference. And it takes the pressure off because you're not starting from scratch every month too, which is really awesome. Have there been any, um, I guess, ways that you've seen creative ways of creating reoccurring income in different businesses apart from the traditional membership model for online programs? So I like the membership model. I also like having group coaching or mastermind sessions. I'm actually working with a client at the moment, which is really interesting. Like normal sort of people do would do like tutoring. You take your children and you do tutoring one-on-one. But creating a, a, like a, a group coaching around tutoring and things like that, that's really exciting, I feel. If you look at it these days, like most things, look at Netflix, look at Fox, everything. We, even like, you know, I don't know if you remember, but we used to be able to buy software and download it and have it on our computer, right? Now what do we do? Every, every month we're paying, whether it's for Adobe or Zero or whatever system we're using. So I think the membership model or the reoccurring income is the way forward for people. It is so is. And I'm almost like want like my local nail place. I'm like, why don't you just offer me a monthly fee? I come and get my nails done. We're both like win-win. <laughs> I told my hairdresser this. I told my hairdresser, I said, you should just make a package. I see you every six weeks to get my uh, colour done, to get a restyle, whatever. You should just have a package and say, here you go, pay me. Then you've got reoccurring income. I said, you know, whatever it is, $150 a month or $50, whatever it is. And you just know that you've got like a little punch card, you know, that I've seen, seen it 12 times and that's what it is. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Now, Farron, what would you say? Because I know that this is something that I've struggled with too. Well, along with many things that we're going to get to because I really want to pick your brain here. But um, in terms of actually having the thing that we really want with the money, like the purpose behind it or the why, how do you suggest people actually get clear on what it is that they want versus maybe what they think they should want? Like if, if they think, okay, well, people earn money, then they buy a really fancy car. But for you, maybe it's just not that appealing or like, for instance, I'm not really into like lots of designer bags or shoes. Like how would you suggest people get clear on what it is that matters to them so they have that real excitement behind their goals? I think it's very personal and what it comes down to is what makes you happy, what lights you up. So like some people get very excited about, you know, the designer shoes, designer handbags. Other people just want to build wealth, build property, portfolios. But then other people, like money is a very different thing to everybody. It's a different story to everybody. And some people just say, all right, well, I'm just happy having my house, having a regular income that comes in and just being comfortable where you've got other people that are like, oh no, I just need to be mega rich. I need to have five cars, a bar to yacht to this so it's your own personal story and what you want in life and I think what has actually happened if you look you know from book magazines to the movies to everything it's about people think that oh if you're wealthy you've got to be rich you've got to have all these different things and the flashy and all that it's not being rich is how you feel or being wealthy is how you feel what makes you feel it's so personal to what you feel you know you're happy just with a house having your x amount of income per week that's your personal um, story. So everybody's story is different. It's so true. And that's what I, um, I say to Coden. I'm like, Coden, like, cause we are always striving for more and more. And he's definitely like a hungry kind of guy for achievement and success. Same as me. But I'm like, Coden, like we have kind of like everything we need with like, and I just, I feel very kind of like fulfilled, very happy and all that type of thing. But also something that I do is it almost is like, I believe or act as though I already have it as well. 
Do you have anything to say about that? It might sound a bit crazy. I totally believe that. So people will come to me and they'll be, and I'll be like, okay, well, we're going to do goal setting. So we do financial goal setting. And I'll be like, okay, now you start need to start living as if you're actually living like that. And they'll just look at me like, what's wrong with her? And I'll be like, no, when you start living like that and your body and your brain and everything just feels like, it will just come to you. You know, the thing is money is infinite and money is abundant. And a lot of people don't realize that. And that's where the big, the fears and the limiting beliefs and the blocks come from. When you realize that money is just, you know, it's there and it's up to you how much you want to create, what you want to create and what effort you want to put into it. Life is just easy. Oh, so true. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. The next thing that I wanted to ask you about is what do we do when we set those goals and we never quite seem to get there? Or what might we be doing wrong? (laughs) As I always say, goals are set for the win, right? But you need to build the skills and strategies and the habits to actually build a road path to actually get there right so say i'm driving to byron bay right that's my goal to get to byron bay but if i don't put it in my gps or i don't know how to actually get there i might end up in melbourne or adelaide or somewhere else so you need to have the skills and strategies to actually get there and build yourself a roadmap what what do you need to do along the way so just say financial goals so you may need to i don't like the word budget I work on cash flow. I say that as soon as you say to someone, set a budget or this or that, they just block away straight away and it's like, don't tell me what to do with my money. Whereas if you learn to manage your cash flow, so with your cash flow, you know what you're earning. And if your cash flow does not meet your um, standard or level of living, guess what? You need to go and earn more money. I know that sounds really harsh, but that's what it comes down to. You're not going to want to reduce your standard of living. So the only way to um, increase it is to actually go and earn more money. So when I say things like that, people are like, oh, my God. But it is true. Oh, it's so true. I actually um, recorded a podcast uh, this morning. It just came out and it was about um, some mindset beliefs. And one of them was about the abundance mindset and how like sometimes I have clients that might say, oh, but I really don't want to spend my money on that subscription, even though it's going to save them hours and hours. And I'm like, yeah, but just pay for it and then just make more money. Exactly. When you And I've always been like that. So in, in my career, I've always been like, okay, well, if I want something, it's like, okay, well, I need to work harder to actually get what I want. And it's a bit of a reward system, I think. Absolutely. Speaking of that, actually, Farian, what are some of your own behaviors or routines or rituals or practices when it comes to money? And what's helped you get to where you are? Um, well, we've already talked about my love of fine <laughs> handbags and shoes and all those nice things. So, I mean, yes, I do like those things, but that's also because um, I see good things as as investments as well, like good pieces as investments. So I like that. I also love to build wealth. So throughout the years, we've also invested very wisely in property, shares. We've built what's called, you know, probably a diversified asset allocation in our assets and things. So it's all designed so that when we do decide that we don't want to work anymore, we've got to passive income coming in in retirement. So it's about putting in the steps now and the heart. So you can't always have everything now, but if you put it away or invest it wisely, later on you will reap the rewards. So I think that's really important. And as I said, I mean, I've already spoken about that where I think it's really important to, you know, like if the money you've got is not enough, well, you need to earn more and you have the ability in you. And this is not just for business people. It's also for people who work. Some people really limit their ability. They've been in a job for so long that they're, and this, that it's blocking them and scaring, like they're just not changing because they're too scared to change. But by changing your job, you might actually earn more. 
So it's about upskilling and doing things to, like just to earn more money. Because unfortunately, as much as people you know, have a love-hate relationship with money, money makes the world go around. Money is our currency. It's our the way we trade. We have to have it. Whether you like it or not, we have to have it to live. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you have any daily practices or anything or monthly routines? Every month I do do an audit of all our accounts. So, so when the bills come in, I'm not like sitting down every day they're due or anything like that. I batch to sit down on one day, do all the bills, um, audit all the accounts. Because I, I, it, it, you'll go through the accounts and you'll be like, oh, my God, why am I paying for that? Or when I cancelled that. I, we sold that car. Why am I still paying for the car insurance? And you will pick up things that because you're so busy always that you forget. So it's really important, I think, to sit down and have that audit. And it's actually a good way with partnerships as well, like with couples and things like that. You've got to talk about money. Don't be scared. Be open and just talk about it together. Some people are very scared about, oh, no, I don't want him to know what I did or I spent or this or that. But you know what? You've just got to talk about it. You're in a relationship. You're in a partnership. So a partnership means you're joint. So your money's joint as well. You've got to do it together. So funny. Sometimes I'll just pop a few things on Conan and my shared account. He's like, what is this? I'm like, no, but honey, you'll use this, these beautiful skincare products too. (laughs) A man has to have good skin as well. It's very important. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So what would be even just one thing people could work on today to help them overcome any of their money blocks and get closer to those financial goals? I think the first thing that people need to do is actually acknowledge that they have a block. A lot of people don't acknowledge it and don't understand what is a money block or what is their money story and how can they change their money story. So the first thing would be to actually identify and acknowledge them. And then you've actually got to ask yourself the tough questions. Why do I have this block? Why do I believe that I'm not good enough? And you've actually got to take action to change your thoughts, whether it's having a coach, you know, help you or joining a program or just working on it yourself. Because until you actually work through those blocks, it's actually going to stop you from building your best life. And everybody wants to create their best life, but you need to do the work to actually live your best life. It's so true. And it's almost like you can't want the results without doing the work to get there. If we want to lose some weight, what do we have to do? We have to exercise. We have to eat well. It's the same sort of things. But because when you, I think the health conscious, like that way, we, when we talk about weight, you can it's tangible. You can actually see it. Whereas um, this is more in our mind. But you will actually see when you work through your, your money fears and your money blocks and change your money story, you'll actually see in front of you unfold that you make different money decisions and you'll start to invest wisely or make decisions that will actually you will reap the rewards for. So it's just, it's about the same sort of thing. Like I've, I work with people and they'll be like, oh my God, I had money left over. I didn't realize I had all this money. Because once you start to know what's happening with your money, where's it going, what's it doing and acknowledging it and respecting it, you just change a new story. That's what it is. It's so true. And looking at those numbers, and I've spoken about it before, but like I used to find it so hard and really scary to actually get into my accounting software, look at the numbers. But when I, when I started doing that, I just had so much more power because I could see what was coming in, what was going out. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not doing as bad as what I thought. And it's kind of like that knowledge is then power and you can really use it to make better decisions too. Totally. And I think as women, we always have this... Um, self-conscious belief that we're not good enough or that we're not doing the right thing and whatever but you know what most of the time we are doing amazing but it's just acknowledging and letting ourselves know that we're doing it we're, we're our worst you know I always say to my people that um pretend you're your own best friend what would you tell your best friend in that situation because you're always going to be harsher on yourself but with your best friend if they were going through the same thing you'd be like oh it's okay don't worry you know but with yourself you're like oh my god you hit yourself you put yourself down don't do that 
the most important thing is starting to learn how to love yourself. And I think when I learned that, it really changed the way I looked at my life because even with families, like, okay, so I have children and if I learn to look after myself first and love myself and put myself first and do everything for myself, I'm actually better for my family and for my children. I'm a better person. So it's about that holistic sort of look. I guess, what was it like before that when you maybe weren't at that stage where you really loved yourself or liked yourself? What was that like and where did that come from? I was always happy. I've always been a happy person, but I don't think I was content. I wasn't fulfilled at what I was doing, what I was doing. And so I was just doing it for the sake of doing that. But when I went on this, my own growth journey and found this new light and all the new things that I do, and I'm really loving my life, I'm just a more happier, content, better person overall. And it just, it's just nice. <laughs> And it's funny because even though you've, you had built or you have built a really successful business previously and the one that you then, your husband came into, that's, I guess, even though there's like great money there, it's maybe not something that completely satisfied your desires and what you wanted to create. Totally, totally. So that's what, uh, and that's what I mean. So I am a very creative person. I mean, I love financial advice as well, and I love helping people, you know, change their lives and all that. But the stuff that comes with financial advice, it's very, very difficult and hard and regulated and all this and I was just over it I just hated all the compliance and all the things that went with it it was like there's got to be a better way to do it and it was just bringing me down yeah and it's about taking all that toxic stuff out of your life when you take the toxic stuff out of your life your life just improves that's a perfect segue actually to what are you doing now what's next for you well these days um as i said so i have my um my women empowering programs that i run um, helping people earn their dream incomes and run, you know develop their dream businesses so at the moment we're actually launching a new mastermind uh, for women in business to overcome their money fears and build their dream businesses and their lives and actually learn how to earn their dream revenue and then after that in october my husband and i are actually launching a new business as well so that's quite exciting as well we're actually launching what's going to be called the money coaching academy which is about training people to become money coaches and start their own businesses to actually coach people and you know teach them about money so they either add it as a side business or start it you know as a new business so these are the things that we're doing at the moment so it's more about going into business with finance with money but teaching people how to run a business we've done it for so long it's like you know, we're doing something right. We might as well teach it now. <laughs> and I love it. And you've told me previously that it's like a certification program, which is so cool. So I think we're going to have to get you back on later to share how exactly one creates their own certification program. Cause that's so, so awesome. That will be fine. <laughs> All right. Last question for you. What is something perhaps you wish you knew before you started this whole journey? I so wish I knew about more about mindset and more about getting over um, working through my limiting beliefs. I well, I mean, I've only probably done that for the last five years, as I said. And I just I always do sit down and think if I knew what I knew now, imagine what you know, where I'd be. And it's I know you can't go back in hindsight, but it's just something that I wish I knew more about worked more on the mindset issues. I really wish I'd done that earlier. Yeah, it's such an important part, such a huge part, isn't it? Well, Farian, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Where can everyone go to find you and follow you? They can find me at uh, farianazim.com.au um, and just farianazim on Instagram and on Facebook. So that's just my name, farianazim. Nice and easy. I'll pop the links under this one. It's so good to chat with you. Speak soon. 
Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.